Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the WP Builds Podcast. 51, that's nearly a year. This episode is called What's Your Design Process and was released on the 9th of November 2017. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com. As always, if you wouldn't mind going to the wpbuilds.com website and clicking the share buttons underneath or perhaps even clicking the iTunes button and leaving us a five-star review, that would be really kind. You can join our Facebook group at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook or our mailing list is at forward slash subscribe. And if you want to advertise on the podcast, it's forward slash advertise. Now, we've got a couple of competitions going on at the moment. There's the WooCurve Handsome Checkout competition and there's also the Page Builder Framework Premium Add-ons competition. There's lifetime licenses for both of those awesome products and you can find them at wpbuilds.com forward slash win. Now, we just ended the WP Fomify competition and we have two lucky winners, Angie Neal and Mikhail or Michael Krakowiak. I don't know if I've pronounced your surname correctly. I'm really sorry. But anyway, they are the winners of that particular competition. And I'm so grateful for all of the people who put up the prizes and allow us to do that. It's really, really generous of you. Okay, moving on, let's quickly do the news section. Over at the WP Beaver build, sorry, over at the WP Beaver Add-ons webpage, they've got a nice write-up um, explaining why Beaver Builder 2.0 is cool. What's new in there? What is something that you need to check out? A few little things about performance and keyboard shortcuts and uh, how to undo things easily. And essentially, it's just like the complete breakdown of uh, everything new in Beaver Builder. And it's Beaver Builder 2.0 is fab. So you should go and check it out. And that article explains it very nicely. Now, moving on, the next article is, um, I don't really know how to describe this. I just like it. It is from NPR Studio, the NPR Studio blog, and it's basically somebody fighting back at Wix and explaining how you can come off Wix to WordPress. Now, we're, we're always hearing about people moving away from WordPress to Wix, and this article, very, very long, in-depth article, uh, is a perfect way of getting yourself off Wix, and although most of the people listening to this podcast will understand all of these things already, I just think it's nice that somebody stepped up and explained that. Brilliant. Now, net neutrality is the subject of a Quartz blog post, and it's entitled, Without net neutrality in Portugal, mobile internet is bundled like a cable package. And this is, I don't know if you know, but net neutrality is the principle that every packet on the internet is equal and no one packet should be shoved in front of any others. Obviously, though, big business would like to change that. You know, maybe Netflix would like to prioritize their traffic um, over some other rival. Um, people like you and I, it's far better that the net is neutral. But in Portugal, it would seem, where there is no net neutrality, they've started sort of apportionizing their packages so that you buy into certain things. So, for example, you, you, you know, if you pay $10 a month or whatever, you can have YouTube, Netflix, ESPN or Hulu. Whereas if you pay on a different package, you can have access to things like Last FM, Pandora, Rhapsody. So 
no, 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 please don't let this happen to us. We don't want it to be like this. We want every packet to be equal. So if you are um, in America and this is obviously a hot topic in America, then please do whatever it is that you can to stop this nonsense going on. And the last one is an AppSumo deal. I'm a great lover of AppSumo deals. And this one came along this week and it's truly brilliant. It's called Website Auditor. It's a, an SEO crawler. It gives you charts and data about um, what needs to be fiddled with on your website, what, what can be made better. And it's really, really in-depth. It's mind-blowingly in-depth. And it's um, it's available now. And it wouldn't normally make the new section, but I know this one's going to be one that really a lot of you probably will wish to have. It's a lifetime deal. Um, it's a lifetime of just everything. And a lot of people were expressing their shock and incredulity that it is actually available at this price point. So anyway, go check it out. I think it's worth worth buying. Okay. Um, that's it. We're now on to the main part of the podcast. It's me and David Wormsley. So over to, well, me and David Wormsley. I <laughs> hope you enjoy it. Hello, it's just me and Nathan for this episode, which I really like it, Nathan, when it's just the two of us. It's good fun, isn't it? It's very warm and cosy. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. today is episode 51 which means we're just coming up to being a year old and we want to announce some stuff, don't we? Because we're making some changes. Yes, basically the podcast is coming to an... No, it isn't, no. <laughs> yeah, we just had a big fallout. Yeah. <laughs> I virtually punched David via Skype. <laughs> the big, big blowout now. You, you tell him, David. Uh, well, we've been talking about this, how to give a bit more value, haven't we? So we're making, well, I'm making more work for you because I, I suggested that we had different sections in the in the new episodes. One thing, because I wanted to be in them and sometimes I can't make them so we could do our little sections. So we, should we tell the, the folks the format that we've got in mind? Yes. Yeah, that sounds good because it is, They'll... at the minute, we've basically just got, we start, we do a bit of news, we have a guest or it's me and David and then we end, but that's about to change. I know we're still we're still floundering a bit on this one because we're still working it out. But this is the idea is that we still have a bit of news, Nathan's news at the beginning. Then we have a little section leading from that where we talk about uh, an article, maybe a recent article, but it could be just a classic one that's about design or WordPress or something. So we can have a bit of a, a debate and chat about that. That will then lead us into a shorter interview with somebody every week where we'll talk more about topics. Somebody mentioned this, didn't they, Nathan, about yeah. it's nice if we could just, you know, concentrate on one topic with the guests, so yes. they'll be shorter. Yeah. And then and then a little value thing at the end, which we'll put in, is we're going to do some A to Z series. So we might look at something like digital marketing and we'll take a, a, a letter from the alphabet each week and we'll talk about a term from digital marketing. You can so see that we we've thought this through in great detail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the process was, I mean, uh, at the minute, we started off with this idea that the episodes would be about 30 minutes long. And very quickly, they ramped up to 50 minutes long, approaching an hour. And although we have no data to back any of this up, it just felt um, that maybe maybe a 40-minute interview with 10 minutes of news was was perhaps a little bit long. Um, certainly when I've cast my net around the internet, I've noticed that um, our episodes do tend to be quite long. So um, shortening the interview and breaking it up into sections, which um, hopefully you'll become familiar with, you know, if you like this section, you could listen to that bit or these two sections or, you know, you can dip yeah. in and dip out and it'll be a little bit quicker. Um, 
So the interviews might be a little less chatty. I, I guess that might be a, a, a fallout, an unexpected consequence of them. They might just go straight into the main topic, but we'll have to see. Um, but that's from next week. So if you've got any, um, you know, if it if we've screwed it up and we've spoiled it, then let mm-hmm. us know, because obviously that would be a, a bit of a tragedy. Yes. And by about episode 55, we might be able to correct it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we're working a few days, a few weeks behind now. We've got in the background. I've recorded quite a few episodes, um, and um, and yeah, if if it's a disaster, what we're about to implement, it'll take quite a few weeks to get all that caught back up. If we have to go back to the format that we're on now, but please, if you do listen and you know you you're you don't like what we do, then please say because we we don't want to put out content that nobody's actually happy with. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's done. Shall we talk about today's topic? Okay. Yeah. So it came, this was a request ages ago by, and I've got to really stuff this up, Adrian Monjes. It's M O N J E S. That's the safest thing to do. Just spell it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I've been talking to him quite a bit, actually, you know, in the Beaver Builder group, particularly. So uh, he's really supportive. And he's, again, he sent us an email way back where uh, it was really nice again. He was saying he was loving the podcast and we love you too. Um, But he was saying that (laughs) could we cover (laughs) an episode on design processes and workflow? You know, so many tools he's saying at our fingertips, so many different steps involved in design and development so he just kind of wanted some insight on the topic and maybe what we did um there so that's what we're going to talk about isn't yep. it um yep. sh- shall i carry on gassing yeah i think just before you do um it's mm. fair to say that my process probably this 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 time six months from now won't be the same as it is now um mm. because i rely on third-party software quite a bit and new things come along and i get fed up with an old system so I think it's quite time sensitive this one. So um, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, go for it. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, Adrian probably thinking about you know those kind of various steps that we talk about as designers. Um, actually, I'll lead on to that one. But I think maybe the first thing I was thinking about this and how we cover it. But maybe the first thing to say about it is that there probably are lots of different types of design processes, processes depending on you know the the type of job you do, the type of clients you have. And I, I thought of if you like four different types. So there's there's the kind of thing that I started off with, which was where the client is completely barred from having any involvement in the design, except to set their aims and expectations for the site. And that's not just the, you know, I used to do that. Did you ever do that? I have done it. Essentially that one for me boils down to budget. If the budget is tiny and I haven't, there's no scope for, fiddling and messing about uh, after it's been done that that might be something i would still do um yeah. but i would set out the expectation at the beginning that look you're going to get what you're given at the end <laughs> it's exactly i mean i did that with all my family and friends sites and they were right. kind of happy days yeah because yeah. it was just like you don't know anything about it and we'll just have a silly conversation so i'm just going to give you what i think you need and i had to you know actually put forward a lot of the content for them as well so i was find photos and make their copy up as well um but you know what there's professionals that do it that way i remember and I think this is right. It's it was thirty seven signals, the people who made Basecamp, who that was their approach. They you know they were, they were big players, but 
you know, when they worked with a client, they worked with a client where they understood fully, if you like, what it is that that client wanted. And they were barred. You know, they accepted it on the, the, on the principle that they would get what they were given. I have an anecdotal story completely unrelated hmm. to WordPress. And it, it's a Steve Jobs story um, from Apple. And he, when he was sort of pushed out of Apple, he formed a company called Next. And they made uh, computers and various other things. And he hired a very, very expensive designer. And obviously, Steve Jobs is famous for mm. having minute control over absolutely everything. And he hired this designer and, you know, they sat down in the room and mm. Steve started to exert his influence. And apparently, whoever this designer was who was going to come up with their logo and mm. some part of their machine uh you know the, the design for the case or something i don't know uh, he just sort of said no no that's not it you it, i'm going to give you one design and <laughs> you're going to accept it um and you're not going to we're not going to talk about it after this meeting and uh, and that's how it went so it can be done i think so and i think it's maybe the right process in some cases if you've only got uh, you know it's not going to work where you've got a lot of stakeholders who you know need to be satisfied in a big organization that's not going to be possible it's not going to be possible if you don't understand the business that you're designing for mm. but otherwise i think it is don't you so it's, it's, a, it's an option i would anyway. also say that it's an option if after meeting the client you quickly work out that they're not well that their their notion of what a website is in the current era is completely out of whack um with with what they think you know in, in other words they express an opinion that they want these jarring colors next to each other or that, you know, they start banging on about <laughs> Comic Sans or something being a great font. Um, th- I think it's OK at that point to then say, look, just let us get on with it. We'll we'll do it. We'll present it to you when it's all over. Um, and I suppose at that point you could iterate. It doesn't have to be a look, it's done. There you go. That's mm. it. It could be, look, leave us alone completely until the end and then we'll we'll come back to you. I haven't done this for a, a, a long time, but I would take that approach for um, doing things on a sort of philanthropic basis for friends and family. I, I would definitely say, look, can you just let me get on with it? Don't, don't try and micromanage it. Yeah. And number two that I put down um, is, again, it's kind of... Not the typical, which is the agile approach. I'm calling it that because it's a kind of generic term for this, but basically treating your web design as a project that's like software development, where it's all about revisions. Because maybe this will suit sites where there's complex functionality and you're not quite sure where the project is going to go. You're going to try and make it better all the time This because your site is, you know, functional. So that's another way. And I mean, there are, you know, the, the big site that used the agile approach is um, the gov.uk site, mm. you know. And, but that's, you know, one where the, the client needs to continuously have to keep paying for these revisions. So it's it's set up in that way. Yes, I don't you, know anybody. I mean, sorry. You, you, no, no, it's okay. So, sorry for interrupting. You've got to be on a retainer, haven't you? There's got to be some constant mm. flow of money. In 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 many ways, it feels like you're, you've become like a, a de facto employee um of of the company you know certainly you're you're being paid regularly you'll go in and without being um, asked to Mm. fiddle you'll you'll find things that need fiddling and then take feedback from the client i i've Mm. never built anything in this way um everything that i've built has had a moment in time where it's finished and invariably um the client then goes away and spends a bit of time with it um and then comes back uh, two months a year whatever later and says can we do this now and then I do that yeah. as a discrete uh, piece of work. 
Um, so I have no familiarity, but I, I know that a lot of the big agencies do it this way because I think ultimately um, for big projects, this is a, a clever way to do it, especially if you simply don't know at the outset what the what the criteria are going to end up being. You know, if, mm. if, if you're dealing with uh, .gov, uh, it's mm. constantly moving. Legislation changes all the time, and it would be crazy to think that that website could in any way stay static for more than a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tried um, to throw this kind of approach at somebody, but the reason being is that I didn't know how to quote them because yeah. what they wanted – they didn't really know what they wanted and it was going to take so long to work out what they wanted. And and in fact, I didn't think until we started it, we'd really still know what to implement. So how to quote for something like that. And largely I just said, you know what, I I can kind of get started for this amount of money, but after that it's unknowns. And so why not do it this way? I mean, they didn't go for it, but uh, that was, would you have ended up charging your hourly rate after you'd gone through the first tranche of money? Would you then have said, okay, we need another equal tranche of money. And then after (laughs) that, another equal tranche of money, or would you have said, okay, at this point you'll flip over to the, the hourly rate. Yeah, I think, you know, I think with that job, it would have been now, I would have been calculating everything basically on day basis. I Mm. think, you know, what we can do in a day, but that would relate to my hourly rate, really. Mm. Mm. Um, You know, there's no value pricing, I don't think, in something like that, because you you don't know the ultimate value until you get to the end of it, really. I'd be very interested to know if there's anybody who is a solo web developer or, you know, basically works Mm. on their own whether they do do it this way, because I, I cannot think of how I would make that work with the with the systems mm. that I use and the way that it works for me. So if anybody is and has managed to do it successfully, please let us know, because <laughs> I, I think that could be a whole other episode all by itself. Yeah. Number three was productized services. Mm. So what I was thinking of here is like the one day webs. Yep. Uh, they try and keep the, the offer very simple. They have to get the content ready before yep. they do that one day. And also the DIY sites, which we've got a lot more of that come with support as well or not with support. You know, it's another kind of web design process of a kind. Um, and then finally, Number four would be the thing that I guess we're more familiar with, but maybe not everybody does all of the steps. And this is, we've never talked about it. Well, I've not, I don't know what you do, Nathan, but what I was thinking about, this is probably what most people aim for, particularly if the larger agencies, the more complex processes with stages that a client needs to be taken through. Maybe the client has various stakeholders who need to be involved in different parts of this. It's a way of not making the design go to hell through design through committee and um yeah there's lots of different things here so uh, here's the the parts that i know that people do and i just wonder which you did which is so a kickoff meeting to set some site aims um user profiling where you kind of determine yeah who your likely visitors are um sometimes site profiling so giving a bit of character to the site saying what the sort of character of that site should be so everybody's you know, kind of designing to that type of site um card sorting where you're, you're sorting out the content and how that's going to uh, be framed within the site so wireframing as well as part of that mood boarding to get some of the aesthetics ready 
and that there's user testing and browser testing and all of that, and I've probably missed some things off. So yeah, to, to, yeah, if we just go through those and we'll just talk yeah. through them one at a time and and um, and inject things between other items where we probably ah. think there might be something missing. Just at the beginning to say that I have my process; it, it's kind of worked for me, uh, but it's evolving all the time. Um, and again, if you think. Uh, I'm missing a trick. Please tell me, because <laughs> I'm quite good at missing tricks. Um, so yeah, should we? Should we? My your first point on that list then was was kickoff meeting. Um, mm. I guess there is a precursor to that, isn't there? It's the sort of uh, disc- finding clients, you know, capturing leads and all of that. And I have to say, yes. I'm appallingly bad at that. I <laughs> I'm very much reliant upon word of mouth and uh, work coming back from the same people after a period of time. But obviously that's a, a, a huge area. And, and I know that for you, um, David, that's not really so much of an issue finding clients, is it? <laughs> Somebody else does it for me, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, that's a great system in and of itself, isn't it? You've got somebody who has you as their their person to build and they just put the people in front of you yeah, yeah it's gonna have to change though soon so yeah. um mm. yeah oh well there's another episode <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. david coped with the can I, can I ask you a question this way nathan tell me so let's say i've gone to your site and i've filled up your form and i say yeah i've got 20 grand no problem what happens to me next nathan under your system okay what? so yeah. the next process would be um for me to organize a telephone meeting um, uh-huh. unless they're very close to me which some quite often they are um and the telephone meeting would basically involve me uh, oh, by the way i should say that my form that you've got to fill out is mm. is a little bit convoluted deliberately so uh-huh. it's five pages long um, and it asks quite a lot of specific questions, lots of them with blank text fields, which are, you know, fairly, uh, they've got like five lines open on the page. So the, the subliminal message there being, please write a lot. Um, and the idea being that once that form has been completed and I get it, I, I have I have sort of made a qualifying statement in that you've made an effort, you've tried to, to fill out the form. Um, then I would, like I say, I would then um, make a telephone meeting. And for me, the, the primary, the, the singular purpose of that meeting is to set up a real world meeting where I get to meet them face to face. Yes. Um, and, and then from then, we're into the, the process of um, a discovery meeting where I'll go and meet them on that specified date and time and set aside depending on their budget, what they said in the in the initial contact mm. form, um, set aside either half a day or a day where we just talk and I huh. ask them questions and they respond to questions. And this is, is this paid time? Have I paid you some money for this? No, no, you wouldn't have done at this point. Um, and there's been lots and lots of times where I've done that meeting and, mm. um, and have never been paid because I never got the site. I, I just see that as a uh, as a part of my business. It's just a loss leader. But yeah. by making the effort to go and see them and being friendly and upfront and being a face in the room, I'm kind of thinking that that might pay dividends a, a few years down the line, even if they don't use me. They've at least remembered who I am and so on. But I do know there's an awful lot of people who um, who won't do that process without charging for it. But I don't give them any value um, at that point. All I'm trying to do is work out 
um, what what I think they need. So I'm yeah. not really I'm not really providing them with anything. So I, I I can't I can't really charge for that. I don't think. Yeah. So let's say you, you've had the meeting with me, and I I like it. I I I love the podcast you're in. So I'm going to hire you for your stardom. Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> and what, yeah. Yeah. And what, what's going to happen next then? Okay. So after we've had that meeting, I will have gone away. Um, I'll have probably uh, recorded it as well, and I'll write a proposal. And at the moment, I'm using uh, better proposals to do that, uh, which is we've had Adam um, Hempenstall on from from that SaaS product. And I send them a, a detailed proposal, which kind of mirrors back all the things that were in the contact form. So the contact form um, gives me something to talk about at the meeting, but it also yeah. gives me headers and sections for the proposal. So in other words, when the proposal goes back to them, um, it's telling them what they've told me, and then I explain how I'm going to solve that little problem. So I don't know. Let's say that one of the main business um, agendas is is an SEO thing. I'll, I'll explain that you know we know that you want to increase visitors to this page by fifty percent over the next year. Well, I then explain that okay, well we'll we'll build that page and we'll do this, this, and this. Or it might be that they said. Um, I don't know, they just wanted a new fresh design because their site is not responsive. Well, then I'll mention that. So the contact form mixed with the in-person meeting gives me everything that goes into the proposal. So I send the proposal to them. And if if they respond positively, then we start to book in dates and times to go through milestones that I also have in the proposal. Um, and if they don't um, respond positively and or you know they reject the proposal or simply don't get back to me, then I start to email them in a separate way, um, trying to just ke- let them know that I'm still here. So I email them very infrequently um, just to sort of let them know that I'm still around and, and if things haven't quite worked out with, with whatever solution they went for, then I'm still about. Yes. Huh. And you? So what- do you do any of that? Probably not because your stuff just arrives yeah. in the truck yeah i probably ought to go on to myself well yeah my system well at the moment it's still being designed and we're just implementing bits of it but my aim is to almost go towards productized services well i am in the sense that i try and make what we're offering something that can be bookable with a, a short period of time but i'm trying to break down the different parts of the of the process so uh, a client can kind of choose to opt in or opt out on them so I, I did a video on the YouTube thing, which was showing my basic system, and it's improved since then. But basically, I give people a um, a video course that you can see to do all of their development types so they can sort out their own aims and objectives and yep. stuff like that and think about where they might get the content from and all of that stuff. So the idea is that if they've gone through this course, then they will book us for depending on the the, the scale of their, their project, they'll book us for so many days. And in those days, we'll she'll build it with them, and they have to be available for that time while we're building it. So, mm. and they have to have the content ready. But sorry to step back a bit, you know, there's extra products which you'll add on. So, if somebody doesn't want to go through this course and they need somebody to talk them through how they might get together their content and their aims, then they can book us as well for a day to do that. You know, so the more work they do for themselves. Um, the more money they save. And it's the same as well when they book us. It's a slightly different agreement with us. What we're saying or the way I'm moving is rather than say, hey, we build you a site you're going to love, 
I'm now changing that to, we work with you to build the site that you want. And this is what we can do in a day. So you can book us for this, but it all depends on what you get ready. And if you don't turn up for that day or you don't get your stuff, we'll do the best we can, but that's all you get and you'll have to book more days. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a very very hard line in the sand, isn't it? It it just means that we're on their side, but obviously to keep, which we're trying to do is to keep prices down. Yes. We give them that option to be able to, you know, uh, get the stuff together and save themselves some money. If they don't want to do that, they can book us for extra time. And that's really all we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how strict are you going to be about honoring the date? In other words, if they contacted you 24 hours before to say, no, no, sorry, we haven't got our (laughs) docs in a row. How how long? I know it's a very minute point, but are you going to be like it's got to be a week before you cancel or two days or? Well, this is what we need to structure. You see, we've only started doing this in some ways, and I'm doing it with my colleague who's got all the work. So really, she still controls the end of it, her clients. And I'm we're working together, if you like, to try and make that more disciplined. And we haven't got the the, the buy now button on this, you know, product mm-hmm. to do that. So but I, I you know. Over the time, I've thought that I'm going to be very strict. Basically, once you've bought it, you can't refund. So, you know, I'm going to try and, you know, I'm still setting up my course of what we're saying, but that's, I think, what I'm going to say, unless there's some other evidence, you know, somebody there's been some death in the family or something like that would yeah. probably sway. But otherwise, it's no, if you, 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 we need to know that you know you're, you're, you're going to be ready when you book that time. That's otherwise you don't get a refund. Well, I think it's not, sorry, hmm. sorry. Well, it's not big money we're talking about for the day. And then we're talking, you know, about £300, you know. So mm. it's not something that... Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how that pans out um, and whether or not that's easy to stick to. But I guess if you if you make it very clear, uh, so, you know, the, the problem with that kind of stuff is sometimes it's buried, isn't it, in the terms and conditions, point, point fifty eight says that you can't have a refund after 24 hours or something. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and so then you feel a little bit aggrieved because uh, you've been duped, or at least you feel you've been duped. Whereas if you are very clear about that and and plant that message loud and clear in your, in the the things that they're signing, well, you know, caveat emptor and all that. Yeah, Uh, it's another conversation there really about that, you know, where where you draw that line. But I just think anybody who pays for something now, they book the time and that's booked and that's what they're going to get always, you know. Well, are you going to use like Google Calendar or something like that where they accept that booking? Uh, So you've got a definitive, look, you clicked, you said yes, you know, it wasn't just. Yes, they they have to select the date to buy. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, So that's the idea. They book the time in. So so they'll get their responder email will be saying when they've booked. Yep. What, um, what? What platform have you decided to use? What plugin uh, for the for the whole calendar business? <laughs> yeah, bookings by uh, the WooCommerce bookings right. plugin. Right. Yeah. Nice yeah. and straightforward and well understood. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that'll be good. That's an exciting development. Where did we get to? We're on to. Yeah, we wanted steps. Actually, we we broke off because I I wanted to know because I got so far but i was just thinking about the actual design process what do i need to do next in your system as the client am i you know what's my first milestone okay so assuming Mm. then that we've done all the discovery meeting and you've signed the the proposal um Mm. i used to have i used to do um wireframing oh and Mm -hmm. by the way 
Um, once they've signed the the proposal, I, I'm I'm kind of a bit flexible on getting on the phone to them from this moment on because obviously they've they've committed. So um, I I honestly don't do all of this stuff that you've mentioned about user profiling and site mm-hmm. profiling. My um, the sites that I've built more recently are things like estate agent sites and <laughs> uh, lawyers sites and things like that. So. I kind of know what I kind of know my way around a little bit. I do ask yes. those kind of questions, but very often the businesses that I'm dealing with don't have that kind of data, and no, nobody wants to supply it. So, I, sadly, I'm kind of jumping that whole step. Mm. Um, and then I'll set up a bunch of milestones, um, and the first milestone will be um, things like deciding uh, w- what pages we're going to build, and then putting those pages into a sitemap. So mm-hmm. um, a, a visual uh, representation of what the site would look look like um, if you only click the menu items. So there's no design process at all. It literally is, okay, these are the buttons, the names of the buttons that will go in the main menu. And here's yeah. the names of the buttons that will go down beneath the main menu or this sub-menu or whatever. And then in that process, we'll work out that your website needs uh, 25 pages or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. And then from there, once I've got that site map, I get that signed off. Yes. Um, so I have a button on my um, platform which allows me to. Well, I'll take an email um, as well to say that's signed off. But I'll I'll make them say yes, this is the website pages that are going to be built. So then mm-hmm. I can't hope. Well. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't get a call, you know, six weeks after it's finished and say, look, can we just have three more pages, please? Because that was signed off or halfway through the process. And then from there, I used to do wireframing with things like Balsamic. But now, Mm -hmm. since I'm a heavy user of Beaver Builder, I've given up on all that. And I can't even remember... uh, I can't even remember if it's Powerpack or Ultimate Add-ons, but one of them has, like, this... Mm -hmm grayscale um, yes. set of elements. Um, and so I tend to use that kind of idea. I will build um, a page which is very bland. It's got no, it's not pretty. It's not supposed to look nice. It's just gray, but it shows yeah. where the sections go. And then I'll often use like dotted outlines for the sections and things just to sort of draw attention to them. And then I get that signed off. Well, um, I'll just jump in and say it is power pack. Great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying, and and that that works that works very well. And for anything else, you know, you can just drag in any any Beaver Builder um, module or Ultimate Add-ons or Powerpack module, mm. and then obviously you can just grayscale it yourself. Um, yeah, if you if you want it, and but nothing. There's no whiz bang. There's no. I mean, literally, there's nothing. There's just gray sections with borders. Um, and then we talk through that, get that signed off, talk about, you know, and there'll be quite a lot of talking. And by this point, um, mm. I've usually met somebody in the company who is the point of contact because I do make that pretty clear. You know, I'd like to just talk to somebody. And by this by this yes. point, almost 100% of the time, I've got a good rapport with that person. So I feel able to phone them up and say, you know, how's this going? Or what about this? What do, what do you think of this design and that design? So there's quite a lot of toing and froing at this point. Um, get the wireframe signed off, and then then I start to build it after that. Um, Can I just ask, you know, when you're at the wireframes there, have they needed to supply you with all their content yet, or are you doing a large guess on what 
they expect the content yeah, will be there. Well, well spotted. Yeah, I've missed that section out entirely, haven't I? Yeah, that the the mm. content gathering. Um, mm. it, it, in an idea. Okay, so this is this is a little bit of a. <laughs> I could couldn't I gather the content and put it in mm. to the wireframe, um, and that would work perfectly well. Only there's a part of me which says. If the content is in the wireframe, the, the bulk of the work that I'm going to do, as far as my client is concerned, comes after the wireframe, which, of course, it does. So mm. if I put all the text and content in, um, although in the, in the end it's the same amount of work, it might appear to my client that putting the content in only took me a couple of days. So mm. I, I just put in lorem. So in effect, I'm making work for myself because I then have to get rid of the lorem. But I do it purely as an exercise in divorcing the site, the wireframe, mm. from what what it will finally be like so that in the client's mind, there's a clear distinction between, okay, this is just a wireframe. It's not supposed to look pretty because you must have had that discussion a hundred times where you get the wireframe um, and they literally think that's what it's going to, but I don't want it black. Well, it's not going to be black. I don't want that bit gray. No, no, it won't be gray. And if you've got the text, their text in, then I can kind yeah. of forgive them for thinking, no, no, I don't want it black. Cause look, there's my, there's my site nearly finished. The, the truth being that they don't really know what a wireframe is. Um, so often I'll just call it a mock-up instead of yes. a wireframe. Um, and then, then after we've got the wireframe signed off, I'll then go and delete the lorem and put the real text in, and and you know start to add the colours and so on and so forth. Yeah. And yes. then finally, I mean, um, hmm. once I've built all of the the bits and pieces, that gets signed off. Then it we're into like it, depending on what they've purchased, it might be I spend additional time on SEO aspects, mm -hmm. or additional time on perhaps even getting a couple of people in a room and testing it out. Uh -huh. yes. um, and then finally, at some point, or browser testing, as you've written on here, um, and then and then at some point we say, right, enough's enough. That's we've we've had enough. And then it's just doing all the DNS and making sure the emails that they've got working currently still work, and you know, finally pushing yeah. out the door. Can I jump in on another bit? The the bit that would be covered by mood boarding. You know, uh, mm. do you, what about the the the, oh, the branding stuff? You know, the the choice of colors and the typography and all the all the aesthetics basically i'm talking yeah. about how does how do you slot that how do you control that okay well i i use a couple of designers uh, graphic designers i i am awful at graphic design i mean prodigiously bad um at making logos look nice and things like that so i farm a lot of that work out and that yes. will um that will often be something that the client will purchase right back at the beginning of the process. I'll often offer um, two rival designs. I think the most I've ever done is three rival designs. Most clients are happy to just pay for a graphic designer in my experience. But but quite often I've done two graphic designers and they pick the best one. And then once I had three and they picked the, the, their favored one out of all three. So I hand that over to somebody else because that is not my set of skills. Now, if it's a really, really cheap site, um, I, I can throw something together. But I do make it abundantly clear that it's not going to be anywhere near as professional looking as if somebody else did it. But, you know, some people are happy with that. And some people, of course, are just their own branding is already done. You know, the, the website that yeah. they're building isn't the, the branding's not wrong. The logo looks great. It's just 
they want a different site, they want a different feel. Um, so uh, an example is a site I'm building at the minute. Their logo is absolutely fine, completely up to date, modern. Uh, I, mm. I couldn't do a better job. I don't think my designers would want to try and improve it either. So mm. we're just nicking it and putting it straight onto the new site. <laughs> Good idea. Would this, I mean, just to get the sort of timeline, because I'm interested in the process. So when you're doing the wireframing, is is the design going out there simultaneously or is that coming just after you've got the wireframe so they've got a, a rough idea of, the, I mean, what does the designer give them to look at? Okay, okay so yeah, so my designers usually, so the, the designs, so it can, it can completely depend, but usually it's a PDF document. Um, mm-hmm just because it's what everybody's got and they understand it. Plus, you can't you can't fiddle with it. Um, but I also make the point that it's, again, the design... Because we don't try and... Do, I've never done a design where every single page has been designed to within an inch of its life. The design, really, is to give you an idea of, here's the palette, this is what the colour scheme is going to look like, here's, here's a typical set of fonts, um, with this is probably what an H1 will look like, right through to H6... Um, and then if we've got any things like they want testimonials, okay, this is kind of how we're going to make the testimonial block look like. And to me, I'm, I'm in the pro, why not, you know, I'm not in the process of reinventing the wheel. So I often reuse elements and tweak them slightly from sure. things that we've done before. So they'll get a page which doesn't look like any page they'll ever end up with. It'll just look like a, this is the theme. This is the idea. This is what it'll look like. And and I have to say that that's been a difficult thing for me to explain on multiple occasions. And I could really do with tightening that up because they uh, sometimes there's been a little bit of uncertainty as to um, to what they're finally getting. And I try to explain, no, 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 that's just the just the feel of it, the, the theme. But they don't know what a theme is. They just know what a <laughs> web page is. So it's hard. Yeah, I mean, a, a common one, isn't it, to show somebody a mock-up of your home pages, and then what's that's okay, they, yeah. they, you kind of build it from there. But you, you just threw in another thing that I've forgotten about, another terminology, another potential process um, or section in that process that you can add in, which is that style guide as oh, well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's basically what my what my um, graphic designers throw up, is, is style yeah. guides. I don't know if you've been to... Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a the the best thing that's coming into my mind is Theme Forest. If you yeah. go over to a Theme Forest site where they're trying to sell you the theme, yeah. they will often put up a page which has all of the fonts that you can use uh, out of the box, all of the uh, like like I say, the H1 right through to the H6, and the paragraph text and the block quotes and all of that. That that's the kind of thing I'm doing. So yeah. I'd be interested to know if that's if I'm missing a trick there, it, the, the nice thing about it is my graphic designers can regurgitate a lot of what they've done. So it keeps the costs low. Um, yeah. And my experience in the past when I've done, here's the about us page, here's the home page, here's a couple of other blog layouts. Um, yeah. They're kind of indifferent. All they want to know really is the, um, the, the color palette and what, what the text will look like. And, and so, yeah, let me know if I've missed a trick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine Adrian, I took a look at Adrian's site and, um, you know, he looks like somebody who knows his processes and that. So I think, you know, that's that's always been a mystery to me. There are all these different, ter- you know, when we read blogs or something about what people do, they use all of these terminology, but you can never kind of get this smooth process from one place to another, you no. know. Um, there isn't I, a perfect process, is there? There, there cannot be. There no. can be a, a better one than you had before, but can't be measurably better than somebody else's, I wouldn't have thought. 
No, I mean, most of it, the, most of these things I think are about trying to stop, as you were saying, about people jumping the gun, you know, so yeah. if you show them anything visual, you know, particularly if you want sort of content off them for that page or something, they're likely to not want to think too much and they'll start looking at other things that they can talk about. Yeah, like that well, that's why, too much. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have my little milestones that need signed yeah. off because then it yeah. kind of guides you. And normally it's about six milestones and, and each one is a little bit more, uh, well thought out than the previous one and and the, you know so the beginning ones have no color or shape and then the the shape starts to come in and then the shape we add the color to the shape and so it starts to look a little bit more like a website over each iteration and then when and you get sign off for each one of those i mean it's yeah. not a perfect system but it, it it works for me and so long as you coach them and you make it very clear that okay we will do this and oh, i put i put a time limit on it and very often that time limit is broken because I just don't get what I need. Um, yes. So those time limits are really a propose, a conceit in a proposal to sort of say, if all the docs align and you do everything um, in a timely fashion, we'll have it finished in 12 weeks. It's never happened. <laughs> yes. Never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not even the one day website that I did. I was telling you earlier, did a one yes. day website. I thought, I'll try this. No. Didn't happen. Didn't happen in a day. I'm still waiting. I I was supposed to finish this one day website about a month ago, um, mm. and I'm not doing anything on it. I just can't get the I can't get the client to provide me with the content. So you know, it's becoming more of a headache than for me at least than my process. I need yeah. to go and speak to Chantal again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done. You know, I mean, well, I think it's only on the fourth one we're doing in this process, and they've all gone slightly different depending on the client because yeah. they're all my friend Maria's clients, but. You know, two of them at least were done. I mean, we didn't have a one-day web design as such. So I, I have now, I'm trying to make that a product. And that product will be one where somebody takes a template and we help them to fill that template in something that will match their industry. Mm. And the only people who that would be suited to would be people who wanted very simple local brochure sites, you know, your local hairdresser. Because otherwise, you know you wouldn't be a, I don't think you can do that as a kind of site in a day Chantel can because she knows her people doesn't she a yes. female entrepreneur she yeah. knows them inside out yeah. so and they already know what they want when they come to her so she can do it but for me you know I've got a one day which I haven't done yet <laughs> but really it won't two be days. a day <laughs> yeah. no but I think it will be on that well it will be in terms of our payment because we set it up that way effectively we're 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 Edging, as I said, we're turning it around where we're saying we're helping you to build your site. There's a course that teaches you a little bit. Here's some templates. There's a demo as well of how it works so you can see what the page builder works like. And we'll literally train them to use the site and we'll put in their content. But they will know that that's the time. And I think they will do it if we're working for template and they're very simple. So say my brother's sites who are just a, like a gardener and somebody with a cleaning business, there's very little they can say about their businesses. Yes. You know? So and I, I think, think also once they've once they've achieved what they're trying to achieve on that page, they'll probably click save and, and not come back for a long time. Yeah, I think so. And then it's up to them. They, we give them the training and they book more days if they want more training. They can alter their sites themselves. So, But yeah, the two-day ones actually did work on two occasions because my colleague did what you know, I would ideally like the system to be and what I will do later is to make sure that those are um, you know, sticking to those timeframes and that you are actually working with the client, not all the day, but some parts of the day in live time. So they're there and available to sort everything out. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I love love that model i really like it my mm. pricing structure is mm. based around the fact that 
there's going to be a lot of toing and froing, and I'm prepared to be on the phone. I can justify that because I charge uh, accordingly. Yes. So, you know, um, if you want to phone me up um, and we we can talk, it's fine. Um, whereas your your model, where there's less uh, of a fee, yeah, you need them to be on the phone probably actually for an equal amount of time as I have them on. But you you're doing it all in the one hit, so that the phone call lasts for a day, if you like. <laughs> yes, effectively, yeah. Yeah, or, but or that's, two that's half neat. Days. Yeah, so I mean, ours is a cheap service intended to be a cheap service because the money is supposed to come out of the fact that. All of the clients, well, almost all the clients, they still have a choice, should be people who don't have their own WordPress developer. So in a sense, need our very basic care plan, which just looks after their software updates and their hosting. So it's cheap as well. Yeah. And, and the thing is that each each unit that they buy into, you know, is costing them. So it's cheap. You know, if you say you can get a website for 300 quid, that's really, really cheap. You're putting people out of business. But actually, in reality, if they can't get their stuff together, they need a day with us, 300 quid. Most of them are going to be two days. It's going to be 600 plus the 300 quid. Then they're going to have to go on the care plan. So slowly, and if they want user testing and more advanced, browser testing they're going to have to buy that time as separate units you know mm. so somebody can get it cheap if they've got their self if they've got their act together and they're willing to learn some stuff and be a good client if not and they want to hand that over to us that's fine and there's the same as well with those absent clients which we used to deal with the ones who didn't really have the materials and wouldn't get it together they would still book a day and we would still do our best to put because most of them will probably have a website we will just reconfigure the 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 old website to our new one with the mm. new sort of look and and that would be their job done for the day it could still go up live do, do yeah. you find i know it's new and all but are you anticipating um because it feels like these are almost like little upsell aspects. You know, you've got your one mm. day, you can upgrade to two days and you can upgrade for the SEO and the browser testing and you can upgrade for what have you. Are you going to um, bolt those in at the beginning, um, mm. come hell or high water, or is there going to be a period of, okay, you've, you've had your first day um, and then they'll be fed into some drip email campaign where you'll then email them a week later or a month later and say, glad that went well. Um, how about how about thinking about some SEO stuff now? <laughs> no, I don't intend to do that. I mean, right. you, this is the thing. I'm in uh, hypotheticals. I'm talking about because the course was going to be our lead generation, and that course really is aimed at people who might have been thinking about just building their own or Wix or something, or you know, or just that first idea that they they want to build a website and have some control over it, which yep. I think that's a lot of people. So I'll be pulling them in and they're, they're, most of those people will probably be framed in the idea that they're building their own website and I'm helping them to think about how they might do that. Um, but, you know, an off, uh, what comes out of that is the fact, well, why not just pay us very little to help you do each of these things yep, about yep, building yep, this yep. website? So that's how that works in a, in effect. I, I lost the question then. What no, was no, I was just sort of saying <laughs> oh, yeah. if you were going to have them as bolt-on extras after uh, the fact, yes. after it's all done and, and, and handed over. I think the actual build these sites, because if you like, I'm going for really the target audience of those people who might go to Wix or might get their, yeah. you know, nephew who's good with computers to do it and, and try and, you know, bring them up a level, if you like, in mm. what they'll pay and get our help. But, you know, that's really just to get them online because I'm talking about clients, if you like, who just don't get digital marketing or see the value of it yet. Yes. I hope to upsell them later products, which might be landing pages and campaigns. It might be increased SEO um, 
you know, stuff that we can do that will be later but in terms of the the basic design stuff that will be up front you know yeah. if you want time with us it costs this if you want yeah. some user testing it costs this and blah blah are you yeah. going to i mean i know the answer to this question so i'll i'll just <laughs> ask this one very quickly yes no are you using beaver builder of course right so the next question is do you um are you going to build a sort of an array of typical pages <laughs> that you yes. can then deploy uh, yourself very quickly and get them started? Or yes. are you going to build a typical site to get them started? Well, you know, these are this is where technology is changing. I mean, Astra Sites is something new, isn't it? The yeah. Astra theme, they're moving into that direction and they may well build sites. And I certainly was thinking about this for one day webs because I was thinking it might be possible to, as an addition, run some courses once in a while where you maybe take three or four people and actually, you know, set them up before they start and you actually train them to use that. It's, yep. it's the same. So I can do more people. Yep. But um, yeah, that, that's a possibility, but not where I'm aiming at the moment. At the moment, I've got a demo site, which is in a state which I am going to borrow as well. Some of the ultimate add-ons for PowerPack and the, uh, sorry, ultimate add-ons for Beaver for PowerPack, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> and PowerPack, and they've got loads of templates. So I'm going to stick all of those on the demo site so yeah. a client can sort through those yeah. and see them for basic styling ideas. But, yes. of course, you know, it's rubbish, isn't it? They'll just pick some pretty colors, and at least we'll have some idea well, of where they... But the lovely thing yeah. from your perspective is, yeah. I don't know if you're going to repurpose your tranche of videos that you've already got on YouTube, but you've, you've, already, <laughs> you've already explained an awful lot of those products in great detail. Um, yeah. So you could throw the you know power pack and ultimate add-ons, and then point them towards your your own set of already made videos if they're if they're mm. stock. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I, that's why I'm go. I'm making the most. If you like, I started doing those videos with no uh, end goal, and it's just kind of worked out. I thought, well, actually. You know, I'm kind of known for doing that, so I'm not going to hide that in the the business. I'm going to pull people in, helping them to build websites. Yes. But, by the way, I can help you build that with me and my colleagues because the aim is, which is the important thing I forgot to mention about my process. My process, the aim is really is to teach people to be able to sort of build their own sites together. I want somebody else to do that. I just want to be doing the development bit. I just want to be adding the little bits of um, you know, odd bits of CSS and maybe the odd PHP function that, right. that they might need. So right. I hope to offload most of the work because I am at the moment, Maria's doing it. I'm not talking to the client. Right, right. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how this all pans out. Um, and it it seems to me like the the constant refrain is, you know, these tools are making it so simple, we're all going to be out of business. You know, Beaver Builder <laughs> and things like Astra with the one click sites and PowerPack yeah. and Ultimate Add-ons. It's just too. I don't think that day's coming anytime soon because, no. to be honest with you, you know, I. I, this this very week, I showed uh, a client how straightforward it was, and I spent an hour on a Skype session showing how straightforward it was to <laughs> to modify things like the the title, which we've already got in an H1 tag at the top of the page. Blow yeah. me, you know. I mean, I got a phone call asking me to do it again. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't matter how simple these tools become. There's always going to be value in somebody doing it for you because you just don't have the interest or time. Yes. Um, to do it. So I think I'm really keen to see how it works out, primarily so that I can steal your business idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling everybody before I've even done it myself. Yeah, so yeah, but we, uh, yeah. we know you're going to do it well. 
Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. Um, do you think we've answered? We, we haven't, have we? We haven't answered Adrian's question at all. No, but that's typical. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we did. We explained our process a little bit. Yours is so different that it's not um, it's not usual. I don't know anybody who's doing what you are att- attempting to do. Mine's very typical um, because it's much more n- normal. But I don't know if anybody does it that way. Um, but I think I think people are going to be interested in yours because it's just so revolutionary and, and interesting. But yeah, we haven't answered it. But that's but we've run out of time anyway. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be back next week with a new format. Ooh. Yes, yes, we will. Yeah, keep stay tuned for that. Um, who knows? It might be an, an absolute catastrophe, but hopefully it'll <laughs> block the whole podcast into smaller little chunks, um, which you can then listen to at your leisure. So, yeah, are we done here today, David? I think we are. Great. In which case, we'll we'll catch you next week. Cheesy music Mm. fading in. And uh, it's goodbye from me, Nathan Wrigley. And goodbye from me, David Wolsey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.